Martin banks it off. Sutter is up with it there. Right around in front. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Leading goal scorer on the team. Drew one in front. It's the TC Martin Show. A tie game on the power play. Hodgson was at the front of the net. They are even. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. A power play goal by the captain. TC Martin. It's brushed on back by Richard Fox. Right up front. Younger finish side of the net. Is now in. And happy Monday to you. And we're recapping a very busy Las Vegas weekend. It seems like we say that just about every weekend, but hey, we know what happened over the weekend. Saturday, 100,000 or so. Well over. 150. Well over. I, I want to know who counts this. It was just like someone asked me, like, you told me, like, oh, there's 11,000 people at game five there in the plaza. I was going, Oh, somebody says, well, how do you know that's a number? I go, I have no idea. Think about it. There's no ticket takers. There's no turnstile. I mean, how do you know? I mean, once you get past, you know, eight, ten thousand. 10,000, I mean, how do you know? Who knows? In an open area. Who knows? You don't know. There's no capacity. You go to a ballpark. You look at a ballpark and you say, oh, it seats 42,789. Do the math. You can calculate. There's 36,912 there. But how do you know? Toshiba Plaza, the... The strip, the parade. We're going to talk about the parade today. We've got all of that. We've got sights and sounds. We don't have any sights because we're actually on the radio, so there are no sights. All right. Even though Marco would love to have sights for this show, because you know you get all kinds of great stuff here. You get dancing. You get people, you know, bumping their knees against wooden areas or metal things, or people losing their wallets, losing their mind. <laughs> He's laughing because. Nemchuk's going, what the heck are you talking about? Because we had all that Friday at the Westgate. How'd you recover, my friend? You feeling better today? A lot better than I did about 20 minutes after the show on Friday. And that's what I get. You know, the higher powers, uh, you know, they punish me for laughing as hard as I did whenever you wrapped your knee on set Friday at Westgate. I left the Westgate, went, uh, pulled into a parking lot. I was going to get dinner. I get out of the car and... I've got no wallet in my back pocket. Ouch. <laughs> Hurried up and called you. You had already packed up and left. You, you must have had a free meal waiting somewhere that you were out of there that quick. <laughs> I think I know where you went. Uh, which day was that? Friday? Friday. You went chicken, didn't you? I did. I did. But it wasn't, it, it wasn't right after the show. It wasn't after the show. It was a little bit later. Absolutely. Yeah. You, got, you guys got, to, you got pictures of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so you were sweating bullets. And uh, I'm asking him, okay. How much cash you got in there? You got credit cards. What do you got? Get on the phone. Start, you know, calling your credit card companies. And, and, and what does he say? I thought I was talking to a woman. Seriously. You know what he says? Well, I got my Kohl's credit card on there. Oh, JC Penny no, and this and that. No, I'm going, what? No. I said. All, you said Kohl's. I, I said I carry two wallets. I said I carry the, the big important Credit cards and driver's license and stuff yeah. is in the front pocket. Okay. The back wallet has players' cards for different casinos <laughs> and like Coles and all those. Yeah. And Macy. Wait, wait, wait. How do we get like, say, 
Circus, South Point, uh, Westgate, uh, with Coles. Where does that come into play? This just in, there's no betting windows at Coles. No, there's not. But those are, that's what's in that wallet. Okay. And then the poker cash. Oh, that's po- what we were concerned about. The poker cash. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's laughing because he found the wallet. Yeah. Exactly where I told him it probably would be. There it is. There's no heist here. There's no bump and run. None of that. Just a pure fumbleitis from you, Jerome Bettis. <laughs> <laughs> At the goal line yeah. against the Indy Colts <laughs> on the way to the Super Bowl. Ouch. I needed Ben for the, the fingertip trip right. to save the trip to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got a lot to, so I'm glad Marco found his wallet and, and my knee actually survived over the weekend. All right, so, uh, Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights get a chance to celebrate in grand fashion, obviously, on Saturday night, uh, with the parade on the strip, the, uh, party at T-Mobile. We got plenty of, of audio and sound that we are going to give to you with that. Um, Brian Salmon from News 3, our favorite sports director. He is going to be joining us, minus the yellow shirt that he was wearing on camera. God, it was so bright. I don't know what that was. Him and Jesse Merrick. And then, again, I got a chance to see those guys last night as they were at the Aces, a pounding of the Minnesota Lynx last night. Hopefully you had the Aces minus 17 last night, Marco. They're making you pay a price. How high do you think the lines are going to get? Uh, I think that they may encompass 20 when you're playing a couple of the bottom feeders depending on you know what happens you know down the road but we've seen so many aces lines between 14 and 18 we've seen that yeah. you know so you got that but aces uh, win by what 31 last 30, night yeah. yeah beautiful beautifully done so um hey quick question yeah. for you yes sir when you talk to everybody mm-hmm. at the games, yeah, can you tell them to make the games a little bit more fu- uh friendly for the fans People are just like they're not. Hold on, thirty-one. Why? I, I want like a, at least a halfway close. Make it like oh, ten. Oh, oh, okay. Competitive. So, so now you're a score snob. You're a victory margin snob. Now is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Well, the end of the first quarter, it, it was tied. It was close, and even at halftime, it was close. It, yeah, they, they were ten. Yeah, I'll take ten. You had, you had a tie game there on Thursday night at the end of one. Then you had the explosion, and and that's what you got. Yeah. You know, so that's it. That's why don't you just uh, embrace the greatness uh, that you're seeing from the Las Vegas Aces and try to go am, back to back. You know, here's it, a better, they're not one. trying. Here's a better idea. Why don't you just bet the Aces enjoy the blowouts? There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna root for them to start missing buckets. The other uh, team making buckets, so I get a close, entertaining game. Forget that. You know? Come on, you know it's more fun. Hey, I will say this, and again, not to make it about me, but. It is, it is more important. It, I mean, it's, it, I like it when there are closer games because then I got to go into storytelling mode. Like, cause you know, kind of yeah. like baseball games. Well, not like that. Cause yeah. you know, but baseball, when you have blowouts like that, you know, you got to go and you got to go deep into the archives or that with basketball. At least, I mean, it's still up and down. So you don't have that, but it does make it more interesting from a play by play standpoint when it is relatively close. You, but no, even you have got to be like, Ace is up by 40. Good job. <laughs> I usually don't say good job, but I know. Anyway, sorry. You say boom, shaka, laka, laka, boom. Oh, that's very good. You, 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 got, you got a good, good pacing there as well, too. Scott Savloff is going to join us today, as promised. We are going to talk to him about the U.S. Open, L.A. Country Club, uh, American won that. Wyndham Clark, all right, ten under par. We'll talk to him about that, but more importantly, going to talk to him about the big story for the last couple of weeks, which we really want to dive into with uh, our PGA, uh, you know 
Ryder Cup producer, um, Scott Savloff. And, uh, he does a fantastic job covering golf with his podcast websites and the, and the tournaments that he's involved with, uh, the PGA and the Live Tour. So we're going to get into that, uh, next hour as well, too. But, uh, a lot of parade talk, you know, coming your way. Uh, this hour. But first and foremost, before we get into that, I see Marco is wearing his brand spanking new shirt, which is pretty cool. Oh, wait. And Numchuck is wearing oh. his brand spanking new hat. I know there's going to be stories behind this. These are two on the spot reporters. All right. Our breaking news on the spot reporters, as promised on Friday, that these two guys, Marco D'Angelo and Numchuck, representing the TC Martin show. I don't know if you had the laminated credentials around your neck. You know, to, to go I, do, you know, say you're representing the show. You're giving it all to us. Mindset right. totally count. I, I, I don't, I don't know what that meant, but I mean, <laughs> so I, I'm going to get to that in a minute. But first, since you guys are, are wearing your swag, um, do you feel like you, you paid the right price for your swag? That's you to get, be a, get a good deal, right? It's a decent oh, deal. Right. Decent. Unlike yeah. you, I do have to pay for stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here's I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the the what do we call it championship attire snob right now. Okay, okay. I see exactly what both of you wear. Now I'm gonna describe this for our listeners. So Marco's got the 2023 Stanley Cup champs shirt, the gray shirt with the the black and gold with the Stanley Cup. And I know that's why you chose that one. All right, that's the and locker got, room shirt, isn't it? The, you got the Fanatics logo on it. Okay, impressive. Numchuck has got the NHL 2023 Stanley Cup champions, Vegas Golden Knight with kind of the steel gray uh, logo. Impressive. And what brand is that? Is that a is that a new era? He doesn't even know. He's got to look oh, at this. Yes, Fanatics. But okay, it's Fanatics. Okay, so it, it's you, it's yeah, the okay. locker room stuff. All right. yeah. So, appreciate the swag. Swag's good. I can't do dated shirts. You know where I'm going with this? I can't do 2023 championship. Or, because you know what happens. I, I don't want to wear it after 2023 is over. Because then it's saying, how many guys have you seen wearing, hey, 1991 champions? And they're still wearing it today. <laughs> And what's the first thing that you think of? Man, that guy doesn't have a wardrobe. Or that thing is eating mothballs. But you've seen it. I mean, you I know you guys have seen it. I've seen it. It's like people wear this old, old stuff. So I made it a point never to wear dated shirts. I'm gonna wear Am I my, wrong for I'm this? I'm going to wear my 90, 91, 92 <laughs> Bulls shirts from now on. Do you have one? All of them. See? You do? Yes. Okay. But you're just saying that I wear old clothes. That's what you're saying. No. I wear 30-year-old clothes. That's hey, what you're saying. Hold on. Have you seen me wear it? No. Okay. So what's the point then? If you're going to just you know, leave it in your closet or hang it up in, you know, in your monument, you know, whatever you have down there. Exactly. That's fine. Okay. That's, that's, that's cool. That's cool. But I do have a, a full disclosure, 2022 Aces Championship, and I'm wearing the heck out of it right now. I have an Aces Championship hat. You do? Okay. Do. But it's, you know, 2022 and, you know, the season. Yeah. So I'm a little bit leery about that stuff. You got a year to do it. Then you after do. that, right. after that, it moves to classic. There you go. It's classic after that. But why do I have this feeling that come a foot, couple football seasons or hockey season down the road, you're still going to be wearing that shirt? 
And you paid 40 bucks for it. I did. I'm okay. getting my money's worth. Okay, so you're going to get your money's worth, and you can wear it all through the rest of 2023. Yeah. 2024, you don't need to wear it anymore. Until is that they, fair? Until they crown a new Stanley Cup champion, this shirt is still relevant. There you go. And that's why I'm wearing the Aces shirt, because... You know, it's in season, even though it's 2023. <laughs> <laughs> and why are we still playing this song from what, 1978? Right? I think that's right. 78. So. Yeah, I know. I'll get, I'm within one year either side. I guarantee it. Thank you. <laughs> 77. There it is. I know. Dates. I'm big on dates. Ugh. No different than the grocery stores, man. You know, you get the cereal, the milk. Any of those products? Got to be a date snob. Got to be a date snob with a attire. There I am. Well, I am with food, <laughs> not shirts, okay? <laughs> Wait, you mean you won't eat food from like 2020? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, you know my potato chip stories, right? Yes, I mean, if those, I know. if those potato chips are within a month, I'm not buying it. Are you kidding me? Forget about it. All right. He wonders why I've never invited him to the house. <laughs> I'm scared to invite him though, because he's gonna be looking at everything and like, "Well, no, what? Hey, friend? <laughs> wait, you your are chips expire in four years? No." <laughs> shout out, shout out to uh, to loyal listener. All right, Bernice, aka Nicole, for delivering. I say that from her. Uh, I got a gift again after you left on Friday, right? Uh, we got some Wagyu burgers delivered. All right, sealed. Straight from QVC, I believe. I don't know. So, are you guys down for some some Wagyu burgers? No. <laughs> now, why? I, I I haven't checked the date yet. Okay, but they were delivered in like you know dry ice freezer pack. It went in my freezer. Okay, so I was gonna save it for a special occasion. You know, invite you guys over and, and do that. Since I never get invitation to the D'Angelo compound, because he's scared of what you're gonna do. <laughs> He'll send a steak back that's not cooked properly. Exactly. You know, I, I mean, I'm sc- I'm scared to take him back to my favorite it's you true. know bar. You know, because I, you just don't know what he's gonna do. He is that picky. You are picky. Yeah, but when it's good, I let you know that it's good though too. Yeah, you stand up and dance in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> yeah. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> All right, let's go to our live on the spot reporter. First, let's go to Numchuck. He was said he was going to the parade. He's going to be there. Numchuck, give me your interpretation of the parade on Saturday night. Numchuck didn't go. He didn't go. Do you know why? I, I get this text, right? I'm changing my mind now. A couple hours ahead of time. I'm going, here we go. I mean, you're supposed to be representing the show. Margo won. It's okay. Wait, wait, no, no, no. You didn't know that he was going or not. And I we, did know he was and, going. And we don't even know if he decided to go to or the not. Show. Hold on. Okay. I listened to the show. He All was right. going. Why didn't you go? You were so There was up. a crap I... ton of fucking people there. Yeah. Oh. Freaking oh, people. And didn't I say that on Friday? Beware. Yeah. Yes. Or was it the heat that scared you? No, it wasn't the heat. All right. It was like the... Let's go to our 40, real on-the-spot reporter, Marco D'Angelo, for the parade update. I was there. Yes, it was hot. Uh, I did the whole thing, man. We made a night of it. We got a room on the strip. I scoped out where I was going to stand, and I found the only place that I know of on the Las Vegas Strip where I got up on a perch. I was able, I was elevated, and I was in the shade. But I was there at 430, <laughs> holding down my spot. I was seeing people lining up at noon, okay. and I was like, are you kidding me? So you got a view of the parade, but you weren't even on the 
on the ground floor. You were up in some some box, like some VIP box. Yeah, I was up on the top. And- like you're at Churchill Downs. You're 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 up <laughs> in the turf club. That sounds like you're in the turf club. Nah, I was outside uh, Planet Hollywood, close to uh, P.F. Oh, Chang's, geez. and I was in. So the no Toshiba Plaza for you. That. No, that I was not going to do because that that was just insane. And once you got in there, how are you getting back out? And you, they you shut got, it up. I told you that's what I was afraid of. Why I wasn't going to go? And you said, "Oh, we got you covered." You didn't. You didn't get us covered. I watched everything. I watched by. every. I'll tell you, you this. Did. I watched every news channel. Everything. Yeah. Okay. We'll get into that with a B cell. Uh, Bill Foley, uh, who will be uh, joining us, uh, this week. Bill Foley took the mic. Toshiba Plaza. Let's give you some sounds from the parade from the Vegas Golden Knights owner. Thank, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. This is a, a humbling experience. The parade today was. Unbelievable. The enthusiasm. I don't know how many people were out there, but it was certainly a lot more than a thousand or two thousand. It was a lot of people. And look at look at everybody here. It's so great, so great to see all of you. And to be part of this experience with all of you. It's been a long road. It was tough. October 1st was a, a tough deal, wasn't it? And we did it. We kept on going, kept on going. And I had the privilege of riding on a bus, cup in six, cup in six. I am, (laughs) cup in six, cup in six, cup in six, cup in six. We did it, we did it, all the naysayers. How can you have hockey in the desert? How can they ever win? What are they going to do? Play on the sand? They'll never, they'll never win in Las Vegas. It'll never be anything. And boy, you guys were patient. We have a great team that's been put together for all the way from the hockey upside, the business side, and our players. And they're all engaged. And I'm so proud to be part of this organization. And I'm proud to be a Las Vegan. I'm proud to be here. I want, to, I want to thank all of you for your dedication, your hard work, your support of this team through trials and tribulation. Cup and six, we did it. Now we're going to do it again. We're not up. We're not done. We're not done. We are not done. But I'm making no predictions. I'm... <laughs> Talk to Butch. Talk to Butch. <laughs> hey, thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Enjoy yourselves. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, one more time, Bill Foley. All right, it's great to hear from uh, Bill Foley. Very excited. The cup in six chance. And again, yes, he nailed it. He predicted it. He said, you know, cup in six, playoffs in three, and that got shot down in year number one. Boom. They, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, losing to Washington. So a, a cup and six, they got cup and six. I believe that was Marco we heard from a distance uh, <laughs> in, in part of the chance. I think I heard him. Yeah. <sighs> Bill At least I was owner. there. I was there. You were there. Bill Foley was a great owner. 
He is a great he owner. He is a great owner. He is a great owner. And again, you know, you, you like guys like that, that are invested. It was his vision along with the Maloofs to bring this in. I was glad to see Gavin, Joe, and George uh, uh, on stage, especially Gavin, because he was kind of really the driving force to getting uh, Bill Foley to buy the team in the NHL. If it wasn't for the Maloofs, this probably doesn't happen. And they, they're minority owners. They kind of get shoved to the side a little bit here. And, you know, if it wasn't for the Maloofs owning the Sacramento Kings and the success that they had, who knows if it happens there, plus their original ties to Las Vegas. Bruce Cassidy, the head coach. We've talked about him basically to the year of the date that he signed his deal with the Golden Knights after being released by the Boston Bruins. He leads this team to the Stanley Cup. Here's Bruce Cassidy addressing the crowd Saturday night. I just wanted to um, obviously say... Thank you to, to Bill Foley and, and Kelly and George. It, it's, it's a privilege and an honor to coach the Vegas Golden Knights, and I'm just glad they put their faith in me to get the job done. So thanks, guys. And um, here we go. Back to back. 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 That's the plan. Players get their trophy and, and families get their time together with the trophy. But tonight, this parade is for the fans of the Vegas Golden Knights. It's for you. So enjoy it, everybody. You've earned it. Thank you very much. <laughs> There's Bruce Cassidy, the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. What a fantastic job that he did. And again, he deserves a heck of a lot of credit. There's no question about it. In how satisfying is it for him? Nobody ever likes to be fired. You get fired the year before. The team you left ends up with the best record in hockey. So that's like a strike against you. And you take a team that was, you know, the same team as last year, pretty much, except the trade deadlines. The, that we is a whole nother story of what turns this team around. But he got this team dialed in to believe in his system and he took them all the way. And it, you know, for him to hoist that Stanley Cup trophy, you saw it. The night of the game, but Saturday you could see, you know, you've had a few days for it to set in yeah. and he's, it's a proud moment for him in his career and he's had a great career. And none of the three coaches that the Golden Knights have had from Gerard Gallant to Peter DeBoer to Bruce Cassidy are flamboyant, not really outspoken. Maybe Cassidy is maybe the most, you know, but again, pretty reserved and I just, Love the attitude. And no one would be mad if he just pounded his chest a little bit and, you know, fist pumped and all that stuff because, I mean, he puts it on the players. He congratulates the players. Uh, fantastic job. And speaking of the front office and those trades, like you said, you know, bringing guys like Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo, and the list kind of goes on and on with those guys, Jack Eichel, um, George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon, they went through the ringer last year. Actually, the last few years, you know, getting rid of Marc-Andre Fleury, we know that there was some debate there. I'm not sure Bill Foley actually wanted that, but hey, they persevered through that. And then, of course, the very controversial signing with Robin Leonard. Was Robin Leonard? Was he, was he there? Did, did we see a sighting there of him? There was no Robin Leonard Center. Wow. Are you trying to tell me that he wasn't even at the parade? He wasn't on the ice when they got it. He wasn't. Was he in the building? I don't. He could have been up. Night. He I, have never, been I, up. I haven't I, seen him I, once I, this he, year. Anything? Yeah. So probably not. And then so 
I mean, come on. He's part of this team. He's getting a paycheck. He's getting a ring. He's getting a, a postseason cut, probably, right? Hey, I'm not sure how that works, but I've, I've said it at the beginning, two months into the season. I don't think you'll ever see him in a Golden Knights uniform. No, again. for sure. Hope you're right with that. All right, now we get to the players. The captain, Mark Stone, wearing the C on the sleeve, uh, a guy who is – people are always going to remember Derek England's speech, and he was a real quiet guy, really didn't want to do it on the night of the October 1, um, you know, talking about what happened on October 1. Everyone remembers what Derek England had to say that night. I think a lot of people are going to remember what Mark Stone said at this parade. Wow. Um, I knew this is a party city, but does it get any f- better than this, eh? Uh, first, love to thank Governor Lombardo for, you know, making sure this could happen, you know. Um, well, uh, this is an incredible, uh, Incredible day for for me and my teammates. Um, I don't know. I'm trying not to tear up here. Sorry. Um. Bill Foley for bringing the team here. Um, George McPhee, Kelly McCrimmon for putting their trust in uh, this team. Um, you know, after last year, I think they could have gone a different way, but they believed in this team because they knew we could bring the bring the Stanley Cup here to Las Vegas. You know, to the coaching staff, to the players, uh, I think as a whole, we thank you guys for. You know, being the best fans in the world, um, doesn't get any better than this, man. Uh, on Tuesday night when we were rolling, uh, I think it brought tears to the guys' eyes and on the bench. We knew we were going to win, no matter what it took. You know, we're the ones up here uh, celebrating this Stanley Cup, but... The crowd, the building that we have every night, not just in the playoffs, but in the regular season. You know, we, we bring, you guys bring it. You bring it every night. Makes it, uh, makes it special for us. Really does. Um, man. <laughs> you guys are the best. You guys are the best. Um, go Knights, go. some guys who have who've been here since day one um i think a lot of us who have come here uh after that first year we were a little nervous to come to vegas we didn't know exactly what i know we were signing up for but it's an incredible community an incredible community you know god you guys have supported this team since day one uh, a lot of us you know, a lot of us on this team have, have been here uh, after that first year, but, you know, this team's this team, this city, the bond that they've built, we've been committed to winning. 
you know, and here we are, Stanley Cup champions. Here's the real question. How many beers did Stoney have at this point in time? Now we're figuring it's uh, about, what, 8.30 or so, 8.45? It, like, it was like 9.30. 9.30? No, I yeah. thought it was like still kind of light. No, when, it, when was, he took, it was about... Yeah, okay. It was, about, it was closer to 9 when they hit the Sheba Plaza. There you go. Okay, so there you go. So they gathered, probably met uh, uh, around 6, loaded up the buses and everything. Parade started pretty much on time at 7, right? Yeah, so um, how many beers, along with champagne... And maybe some other mixed drinks. Can you consume in three and a half hours? I can tell you. I'm talking to two experts here. I can tell you one thing. <laughs> I was watching the the footage. Yeah. I saw Aiden Hill <laughs> just chug eight down the strip. <laughs> Nothing's getting past them. Nothing got past oh, them. Oh, very nicely done. <laughs> very nice. All right. But the man who probably stole the show Saturday night, the shirtless one, the Swede. The blonde hair flowing, the F-bombs accompanying the man who's been here since day one, William Carlson, part of the Golden Misfits. You guys can hear me? Yeah, you hear me? So, um, this guy, this effing guy. Yeah, I know, I know. So, he was here day one. Yeah. And I know you have been here day one. You guys are so amazing. We played Arizona in the first game. And we beat the shit out of them. What did he say? And I had no points. No points. But that's okay. Because at year one, I was pretty great. But you guys were greater. And we've been up and down on this journey to the cup. Pass it to Marshy. Marshy, you got something to say? No, 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 no. Listen to me. We've been waiting for six long years for this guy to be MVP. Jonathan Marshall. There is William Carlson in the fullest extent of inebriation. I, I guess I guess that's what you say. Drunk off as you know what. Uh, had to be basically pulled aside from uh, Gold Knight's uh, media relations staff. I believe that was uh, Kim over there saying, that's it, cut him, cut him, yeah. uh, grabbing him by the hand, saying, that's it, got to go, get him off. So, and Darren Millard is there going, hey, Marchie, we want Jonathan Marchie, we want you to submit. No, 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 I'm not done yet. So Marchie gets, Marchi gets on the mic, and in the background, you just see Carrier grab Carlson over his shoulder. Right. And Fireman's carry? Fireman's carry all the way into the back, and it was just like, you're done. Mm. 
Hammer time. Hammer time. New drinking game. <laughs> Play that soundbite, oh. and every time he drops an F-bomb, you got to do a shot. Then you, too, can be William Carlson. That's right. <laughs> Wait, we and, have to play that like a bunch of times, though. And be three. effing great. Because I was great. But you guys are greater. William Carlson. Now, every year when a champion... Uh, championship team is crowned and they have the parade. There's always that one guy we're talking about. There usually is, right? Yeah. When you think about it, right? All right. Last year, who was it? NFL, Kansas City Chiefs, Kelsey, Tr- yeah. Travis Kelsey. Well, isn't it always Kelsey? No, no matter what, no if, question, if, if right? the Chiefs win, it's Travis Kelsey, right? Right. Uh, Warriors, the last time they won parade, who was it? Draymond. It was, Draymond, wasn't it? I thought it was Pool. Uh, no, Pool well, was close yeah, too. But but Draymond, no, Draymond just was yeah going off on everybody and dropping f bombs and all that stuff. And so Carlson is going to be in that lore now, in that vein. The difference is Draymond and Kelsey. That's them in real life too, right? You know, no championships. They're out there. This is not Carlson. Carlson's not. I don't know uh, about that, he's Marco. W- he's wild, Bill. I know that, yes. but not like this. Well, no, he's, he, no one's hammered when they're playing no, the but- game of hockey, which the only time fans <laughs> would see. But you get them on the road, or you get these guys, you know, during an All Star break or something, or in a couple of days off. I mean, this is not his first drinking rodeo. I can tell you that. Oh, I definitely <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> but it was genuine. I mean. Every one of those players, and you go back to Mark Stone, the one thing that Mark Stone, when he's riding through, you know, thanking everybody, and he says, not just the the fans during the playoffs. He went back to the regular season. Thank you very much. But, you know, he, it's a grind. It's not, you know, a lot of people jump on bandwagons for teams once they, you know, they get to the promised land. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, we're big fan. No, where were you? On game, you know, 35, you know, sitting there. I, you know, that's the true fans. And he did point them out. Celebration galore Saturday night. Let's hear a couple more from the players. Nick Haig, uh, I think, uh, this is on the bus. This is on the bus. This is on the bus pri- pre- prior, prior, to, to prior to, all right. Nick Haig. <laughs> Nick, how you feeling? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Can I get one more time? Nick Haig! Nick, how you feeling? <laughs> Incredible. The sun was still out at that point, Marco. It was 94 or 95, <laughs> 95 when, yeah. it, when the uh, parade started. Yeah. All right. Aiden Hill. This guy was an afterthought. This guy was goalie number five for the Golden Knights. And he came up big in playoff game after playoff game after playoff series. And then, of course, fantastic uh, in the final game as well, too. Aiden Hill in his moment to shine. What does it mean to bring this city its first Stanley Cup? It's pretty wild. I don't know. I, I like, I, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. That's okay. That's okay. Keep them natural. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> You know, I often say the exact same thing. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. You know what that's from, right? <laughs> it's from uh, Talladega Nights. It's Ricky, Tal- Bo- yeah, Rick, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Yeah. I, he's yeah. getting interviewed. He's yeah. just like, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. Here, here a goalie uh, do Talladega Nights. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. He, what, what do I do with my hands right now, Marco? I know what his hands are going to be doing in a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> Money. That's what they're going to yeah, be he's doing. Getting, he's getting paid. Pay that man his money. 
Uh, uh, all right, guys. Overall, um, what do you think of the parade? The parade was good. To be honest with you, I thought there'd be more shenanigans as far as the crowd. The crowd was actually better, <laughs> you know, better, uh, better behaved. Be- better behaved, yes, than than the knights. Uh, but the knights, they were enjoying it. And I haven't seen a team. And I've been, you know, again, don't. Like, don't hate me for my Pittsburgh roots, but I've seen a lot of championship teams over my years, just like you've seen with Golden State and so forth. I haven't seen a team that generally likes each other in as close as this team is. Everything was a celebration together. Um, you saw it on the ice, you know, when the final horn went off on Tuesday night and all through that parade. It, you know, it's going to be a shame to see next year's team because there's going to be some pieces not on it. That's just the reality of winning a championship. Yep, that's the way it is in the world of sports, no question. Now, I think, uh, you know, the reason why the fans were so well-behaved because that's who the Golden Knights fans are. I mean, we don't see fights that you see in football games, Mm -hmm. okay? You don't see that in in this arena with this fan base. They're crazy. They're nuts. And people throughout the NHL realize the Golden Knights have a fantastic fan base. And in six years, they've become very, very educated. Uh, they, they party hard. They play well, but it's not nasty for the most part because every, you know, I mean, <clears throat> Buffalo, Washington, Chicago. I mean, I'm talking NFL team. I mean, you see this, but like I said, when they won, we didn't have any nonsense last Tuesday night here in the city, but just. Nights earlier, when the Nuggets won, yeah. I mean, you saw mo- some morons shoot people. Yeah. Shoot people. Ten people. You know, we've seen the turning over of cars, setting cars on fire, setting buildings on fire. It's stupidity. We saw that in L.A. I mean, it's it, in Detroit back in the day. Ridiculous. You didn't see that. So kudos to Golden Knights fans for uh, celebrating the right way. All right. So I hope you enjoyed uh, that sound. We come back. Brian Salmon's going to join us. He was covering the parade on the t- television side. So we'll get his uh, thoughts on that as we continue on with Vegas Golden Knights parade talk here in hour number one. Remember, hour two, we'll talk U.S. Open. We'll talk golf. Uh, we'll talk uh, more. Um, Numchuk's been dying to hear about TC's uh, travel stories from my last road trip. So uh, we'll get into that as well, too. Of course, we got to do that with Marco, you know, here as well, too. So, uh, yes, doing it for you on recapping a wild magnificent Monday right here on the T.C. Martin Show. Hey, everyone. This is Carnell, a.k.a. Golden Pipes, and I want to welcome you back to the T.C. Martin Show. Ah! I'm so effing great that I could dance to this song because I'm a dancing queen. Viva Sweden! I don't want to see you dance. Now, William Carlson's from Sweden. ABBA is not. Let's remember that. You know, we have had so many great jams on this show, as you well know, from the T.C. Martin Show Songfest, which will be coming up again at the end of August. All right. And just the nonstop music that we have, especially when our guests come on with great intros and great old school jams. I do not believe this is one of them that Brian Salmon would come on the show to. Or is it the Abba Queen, B. Sal? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a dancing queen. Maybe a dancing machine. Ooh, okay, yeah, JP. Huh? Yeah, this is a good song, though, still. This is a good song. 
See? Definitely a song for, for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, brother? He is Brian Salmon, our very favorite sports director over at uh, News 3, and the only sports director at News 3, by the way, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's going on, brother? We uh, we know I saw you at the Aces oh. game last night. Great seeing you. Uh, um, you. The voice was still intact. You're looking dapper. But, you know, we go to the parade the night before, you and Jesse Merrick, you know, uh, you know, doing that. So we want to... We want to get your take on that, but I got to do say, B. Salad, and don't take this wrong because I'm always, you know, giving you props for your attire. Uh, always looking uh, good, especially you know on game nights. And last night you looked pretty dapper as well too at the Michelob Ultra Arena. But what the heck were you wearing parade night? What you, is your major malfunction? What yellow that? shirt was that? <laughs> wait, did, wait, did you get that in a giveaway somewhere? Wow, that's that's funny. I've gotten some uh, I've gotten some mixed reviews on the yellow. T- it was a it was a yellow polo shirt, just a station yeah. uh, news three shirt. It was. But it's one literally that I've only worn that twice. That's like the second time I wore it. The only reason I wore it is because yellow, gold. You know, Jesse had on black. So make sure I, there's I not a that, third time, okay? Make sure there's not. Make a third sure time. it's more gold <laughs> next time. Yeah, it was yellow. <laughs> yeah, it was yellow. You are, if you would buy me a gold one and then have a News 3 logo put on there, I would gladly wear it. But uh, no, I, I, I took a shot. Took a shot, but my friend said I look like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Chiquita. Definitely weren't going to lose him in the crowd. Sure. Yeah, we weren't losing you in the crowd at all, man. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It was, um, it was, you know what? I enjoyed wearing the shirt. It's bright. Which is the reason why I haven't worn it a, a lot before. Like I've literally had it for two years, and I've worn it twice. That was the second time I've worn it. So. Look at you! You're but, being you know. a team player representing your employer, representing your station. That's awesome, man. Oh yeah, I mean Jesse had a black one on, and his looked a lot better. <laughs> I could have worn the black one, but you know I didn't want. I wanted people to be able to tell Jesse and I apart. If I wear the black one, he wears the black one. They don't know who's who. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to touch that one, man. I'm not. But we will. This will go down a record as the first and probably only time that Jesse Merrick outdresses you. Uh, no, that's not. That's not true. That never happened. No, <laughs> no but Jesse outdressed me at the uh, at the Aces game. Yeah, last I love that suit he had on that brown suit. Yeah, but I mean, I have the girl, I have the girl dad shirt, which I know you appreciate a lot more than a suit. So yeah, uh, yeah, I was man, surprised. I had to wear my girl dad t shirt. I was surprised that you guys got all like dressed up. I mean, I even kind of went a little bit more casual myself last night. I mean, it was a Sunday late afternoon game, early evening, and and you guys were all decked out like you're going to a parade. <laughs> well, <laughs> I had a t shirt, I had a jacket and a t shirt. I mean, anytime I'm on, I usually. You know, I wear a suit, and on Sundays, you know, that's our busy night, man. So, you yeah, know, we know. shot sports night down there and everything. So I was like, yeah. No. But Jesse was surprised that I showed up in a jacket with the girl dad shirt on. He had the full suit on. Why did you tell me you are going casual? I was like, you know, it's Father's Day, man. I had to, I got to represent no, my babies. Yeah, girl's dad, a very cool shirt, b Uh Kudos for that. No I love question. that T-shirt. Hey, Thank be- you. Before, we, before, before we uh, talk a uh, parade, um, I know I saw you talking to Darren Waller last night, and I came up and said hello myself, and that was really cool. And, you know, uh, I saw Darren when he was back in Connecticut because he was going through the OTAs with the Giants, so he came. He was up in Seattle uh, to watch, uh, you know, his wife, KP, Kelsey Plum. But I know you you got a chance to 
to talk to him a little bit last night as well, too. I don't know if you did any on-camera stuff or not, but uh, uh, really cool to see him in the house. Uh, Mark Davis got a chance to to talk to him and embrace him as well, too. And, uh, 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 of course, Darren Waller will always, you know, I think be loved by uh, Aces fans and Raiders fans. Absolutely. Man, Darren Waller, and I-, I talked about this with Jesse. I talked about it with Willie Ramirez. And I, I can't say it enough. Darren Waller is one of the coolest guys that I know. And to be a professional athlete and to be who he is and how, you know, how big of a name he is in the NFL and just in sports in general and to be that humble and that cool, man. I mean, he's just, he's literally like a one of a kind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's a one of a kind. I saw him, you know, signing autographs and taking pictures with people. And I mean, he's just a really, really cool dude. So, um, First, I, I spotted him during the national anthem. I just went up to say what's up to him. And I was like, you know what? I, sh- I should see so he would do an interview with me. And I ran it on Sports Night last night. So I did some on camera stuff. It was like a four-minute interview that I ran last night. Yeah. I'm going to run some more of it tonight. But um, just anytime talking to Darren is, is, is a good time, man. And, yes. you know, I asked him about being traded and everything else. And he said he had nothing but good things to say about the Raiders. And, you know, he just didn't have it in him to be – uh, to be a guy who's mad and bitter. You know what I mean? And it just shows more just the character that he has, man. He's just a good dude. No, he is. A class act, no question. I know that Raider fans are going to miss seeing him on the field, seeing number 83, you know, catch passes. But, uh, you know, wish him the best uh, in New York, you know, with the Giants. I think yeah. he's, he's got plenty of ball You know they played each other this year? Yes. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I told him, I was like, man, you go – you better have like 200 yards. He's like, nah, you know, it's not like that. Yeah. And he starts laughing. I was like, yeah, don't, this is after the microphone, everything is off. I'm like, man, you don't got to talk like the microphone's off. Cause if I'm you, then I'm trying to hang 200 on him. <laughs> <laughs> 200 yards. Brian Salmon on the coverage of the parade Saturday night. I know that had to be a long day and long night for you. Uh, I remember when you covered the Aces uh, parade. Uh, was this one kind of similar? I mean, in the fact, I get it. There were more people there. I understand. But the proceedings and everything were, were kind of very, very similar. Talk about from just your aspect of, of covering from the TV side, the Aces parade in September and the Golden Knights parade Saturday night. It was very similar in the fact that we carried the parade live, the entire parade. So we were on live from seven until, until 10. So we did three straight hours of live. The, the biggest part, the biggest difference as far as television wise is that this time around, it wasn't just Jesse and myself. Cause for the Aces parade, it was just me and Jesse for two hours or three hours, whatever it was talking. And it, it honestly, it was, the broadcast was no fun. The actual parade and enjoying the festivities and everything, that was a lot of fun. But this time around, we had, I think, probably eight people on air, people talking about it. We had the helicopter out there. So the station kind of learned from their mistakes. And the last time that we did it was just Jesse and I, and we had a much better production. It was a lot of fun, man. But as you said, it was a long day. And we were standing up, living in the same spot for, you know, two, three hours, man. My back was yelling at me. My back was really mad at me after Cover that parade. All right, Brian Salmon joins us. Uh, TC and Marco, Marco D'Angelo in the house with us here on this Monday talking Vegas Golden Knights Parade. This reminded me more of 
New Year's Eve on the strip with the coverage from the stations and different people at different vantage points. Uh, would you say that more similar, Brian? That's a very accurate description, Marco. Yeah, that's very, very accurate. That's exactly what it was like. Uh, it was just like that in which they had news people out there. They had sports people out there. It wasn't just a sports thing. And, man, and trying to compare the two parades, I'm sure that's not what you're doing. And I know TC is not about that. It, you know, there was more people, but the, uh, the energy was still great. And the fact that the Golden Knights had more time to kind of put the parade on and get the route and everything else. Cause you know, all the, the ladies for the aces, they ended up having to hop on a plane and go to Australia, I believe like the next morning or day or something like that. So the parade, man, it was fantastic. It'll be something I'll remember forever for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, great coverage. Uh, now did, you know, anytime you do live coverage like this in that it's not the norm. Okay. This is this parade stuff. There's really no template. That, okay. This is how we're going to do this. And you have a short amount of time to turn around. It's not like it's a game or it's not like a, a New Year's Eve event, which I'm sure that, you know, you have plenty of production meetings leading up to that each and every year. And there's a template, right? So with this, it just seems like, and again, I'm not, you know, trying to, to, to bash any specific channel or whatever, but <laughs> yeah, as we not. know, as we know, <laughs> There are snafus that happen, and there were snafus that happened with everybody. And Numchuck was back home watching every piece of coverage. Wouldn't you say, Numchuck, that most of the coverage was maybe less than stellar? Sixty-five percent, if if that. Yeah. So, Bisa, what would you attribute that to? Just the the not being able prepared for it, or just I mean, there's always there's audio issues, there's this issues, and you know people want to go to social media and they want to complain all that stuff. Did you did you get any of that on on your front? Well, one thing that I couldn't see anything, so I, I have no idea what the coverage actually looked like. What I could see was what Channel Thirteen did, who's a partner with the Golden Knights, and they did the script sports, and I think they they broadcast as well on the NHL network. So we could see their feed. And the biggest issue with doing a parade live like that and trying to be on location and be on the bus and be on the route is that the, the, the live units, what we use and actually to go live, they use cell phone, um, you use cell phone towers in order to, to transmit everything. So, the, the the signals kept going out. So I know that on the bus, Channel 13 had a camera. We had a camera on the bus, but the signal kept going out on the bus. So, you know, a lot of people weren't able to get that vantage point. Uh, I know that for us at the um, at the actual uh, T-Mobile Arena and outside of Toshiba Plaza, we didn't lose our signal. Everything was good there. So... I don't know, man. As far as the, the, the planning and everything like that, stations can plan well in advance. They they should maybe game one or two. I mean, you should start then. Hey, if they end up having a parade, what are we going to do? Who's going to work? You know, all that kind of stuff. But then the big thing, too, this is all logistical stuff, but engineers getting down there and seeing if they can hardwire this and plug in here and do all that kind of stuff, that's, that's a big part of uh, trying to plan those trades as well to see whether or not you can get reception. Reception is a very big thing, and with that amount of people, the reception was pretty bad for yeah, a lot of the yeah. stages. And speaking of which, the you mentioned Aiden Hill and the interviews you know before on the bus. We saw Channel 13 actually go to a commercial in the middle of Aiden Hill's interview, and it's like, 
What the heck? I mean, people are losing their mind with that. And of course, I mean, they went that that went viral with all that stuff. But again, you think there's got to be some, you know, direction, you know, but from truck to to talent to whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, you get these type of snafus, and again, it's it, it's live television, but. Uh, again, oh yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It, it, it's tough. You know, it's tough. So I, I really don't like to to rip on other people in the media and that sort of thing. But it just, you, you, I just like you said, it, you gotta you gotta prepare for these things and do the you best do. that you can and have your talent prepared. And, and a lot of times you get talent who are not sports people, and B Sal will attest to that. You get the news people on here that want to be involved because it's a big event, and they're yeah, talking up, exactly. they're talking yeah. out of the side of their mouth. They don't know nothing about. It. This product, you haven't been to a game, so I don't know. I mean, maybe Rebecca <laughs> should have been on there. Rebecca shows up at enough games. We sh- she she got camera time. You tell her I said that. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely let her know. But no, you you couldn't be any more correct. I mean, there's there's always a lot of uh, a lot of chefs in the kitchen when it comes to that, and you know it generally hurts the product. I, I think our product. I don't know. I. I went back at home because I DVR'd it and watched a little bit of it. I thought it looked it looked okay. Um, the biggest thing that we had that no one had in in our market is we have the the, the chopper, so we're able to show like the view from up high. And to me, that's always one of my favorite viewpoints or vantage points, just to see things from far away to see just how big things are, like how big the crowd is, how big the stadium is, how big the you know the fans are in T-Mobile, that kind of stuff. So. We had that. I thought it looked pretty good. The MVP, let's not forget, the guy running the beep for the live TV. You had to use the beep oh, button. Oh, <laughs> Seven second delay. Peace out. We appreciate you, brother, as always, man. All right. What do you got coming up here? Real quick. Promo. Uh, tonight, man, I'm going to run some more of that Darren Waller interview. Good. You can't get enough of, of the rack wall, man. So that'll be nice. And I'm trying to relax a little bit. As we uh, get prepared for like the Aces season and the Raiders and everything else, man, I'm glad the Golden Knights are done yeah. and we can actually take days off. There you go, brother. All right, we'll let you get back oh. and uh, go ahead and wash that uh, that yellow shirt, and we'll send you out with the Banana Boat song. There you go. <laughs> banana Boat song. Yeah, I'll get you one of those, man. I'll sign it and get you one. Oh, please do, man. I'm sure we can auction that off here. I mean, 45 cents right now. There you go. Sold coming down. Hey, we're at 45. Uh, right here, 50. 55 cents. 60. 60. Sold to Marco D'Angelo for her. Three bits. Everybody's a comedian. Everybody's a comedian. Mad love for you, brother. You know that. All right? My God. My God. All Appreciate right. you. All right, brother. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Check, check, All right, guys. Check the cell out tonight. News 3. More of the Darren Waller interview as well. All right. Hour number two on the other side. Scott Savloff. We talk U.S. Open, TC's Travels, and Marco D'Angelo, who knows what, with more dated T-shirts. Daylight come and be one.